the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we see every day, every hour, every minute the need for people to uh, step up and fulfill the obligations of that most important political office. If you want little things like a country, freedom, uh, borders, sound economy, little things like that. Uh, my my co-host this week is Doug Hauser, who's also with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as I am. And he's also the state outreach coordinator for Californians for School Choice. And we always talk about the importance of that initiative in every show. And our guest this week is Rachel Ham with, with with two M's. Um, I'm not, for some reason, I'm reminded of that scene in Airplane where that where um, the, the 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 pilot is talking to the Mayo Clinic, and then the announcement comes on is I will have um, you know you know Mr. Ham is on line five, and he says, <laughs> "Okay, I'll have Ham on five hold the mail." <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> so anyways, thank so, you for thinking of that. <laughs> so Rachel is running for Secretary of State. As, as far as I can look, when I looked up, is that she's the only candidate on our side that's running. And uh, so we want to hear from what she has to say because election integrity is a vital issue and something that is sorely lacking in California. So Rachel, w- welcome to the show. And um, tell us why why in the heck you would give up uh, a, a, a great life. You got a great family you have you're a uh, uh, life coach so you have a, you have a, your own business why would you give up all that and run for secretary of state yeah i would only do that for one reason and that is because i absolutely feel called by god to do it i don't want to do it uh, it's not fun it's a pretty hard miserable process i hate politics i'm way too honest for politics because i will tell you exactly what i'm thinking and not kind of that smooth answer that you're supposed to be able to give when you're in politics so um i i feel called to do it i think that we're losing our country and as i survey how we are losing our country and where we have gone wrong i think one of the main ways we have failed on the right is by not fighting harder for the secretary of state position in each state It doesn't matter who votes. It matters who counts the vote, right? Like we know that that really is true. And the left was very strategic starting about 20 years ago. They targeted the secretary of state position in every state. And they put R's by some of the people's names and they put D's by some of the people's names. So don't be fooled by there being a Republican in that seat. The left, the globalists, the elites have targeted that position and they pretty much own it. Such so, as in Georgia, by the way, where there's a nominal R yeah, as Secretary yeah. of State. It's a great example. Absolutely. Mm. He's a total corrupt. I don't have anything more than I want to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> He's terrible. He's terrible, yeah. right? Salem and does so, have yeah. certain language standards, so we do, we do need to be a little <laughs> bit careful. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, Rachel, could you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your history, your uh, your educational background? Uh, you know, what, what did you study in college? Uh, what are your hobbies? Tell us about yourself. Yeah. So um, I grew up in the Central Valley of California in the ag land part, the Bible Belt of California. Uh, I was raised in a conservative Christian home, although I had a very difficult life, difficult childhood, had some kind of unusual things happen in my, my childhood that I think actually have uniquely prepared me for what I'm doing now, which is interesting. I was in a satanic preschool when I was young, and it it, it was marketed as a preschool, but it was actually a coven. And so it was interesting because I was trained in the ways of, of literal Satanists, which wow. turns out to be perfect training for politics. <laughs> so that's great. Wow. How did that happen? Yeah, it's interesting. So my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and she ended up having a, a, a lump in her neck that formed that had to be removed surgically. And so my grandmother offered to pay for me to go to preschool so that she could have the surgery, have, you know, a few months to recover and not have to worry about taking care of me. 
So my mom agreed and my grandma put me in this preschool. And I, to this day, I don't know if my grandma knew what she was putting me into or not. I'd like to obviously think not, but I don't know. So, um, so I was put into this preschool and, you know, while the parents were all dropping their kids off, it looked like a normal preschool. And then it rapidly transitioned to a place where we were taught how to, um, make, make agreements and covenants to drink blood, to cast spells, to do all kinds of stuff that I don't go into detail about also. And, um, how long were you you in the school? I don't know. I don't know the exact amount. I would I would speculate about six months. Did you when this happened? Did you tell your mother? Did you tell your grandmother what was going on, or did it all seem normal? No. Well, first of all, no, I did not. I begged to not go back, and hmm. I you know put up quite the fight to not return. But I did not tell them what was actually happening there. But but a big reason why, and this is important for people to know, is that they make you do things that make you believe you're complicit. So, so I believed by telling on what was happening there, I was telling on myself and I really maintained that belief for a long time. Like I believed I was a horrible person that had done horrible things, even though I was four. This is a trick of, this is a trick of tyrants and totalitarians everywhere. We've heard, we've heard similar things from uh, people who were arrested in China that they're forced to do things um, to the next batch of arrestees that makes them complicit and feel uh, further destroys their, their souls. And, you know, that's a strategy in politics. That's why I say it was unique training, because a big reason that I believe we're in the situation we're in is because there's a lot of politicians that have landed themselves in in, to compromising positions and they're being blackmailed. Mm -hmm. And so that's a way that that people who are evil maintain control over other people. And I learned that. Well, you don't think that uh, the, 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 the Chinese Ministry of State Security has plenty of evidence that they could release about the Biden family? Yep. Or that uh, you don't think that there was one or more intelligence agencies that were using Epstein for blackmail material? Yeah, certainly. Epstein's a great example, too, of, of what they do. And right. he really, I'm so glad all that came out because it showed, it's like when something doesn't make sense, like you think, well, why would Biden cooperate with China? This doesn't make sense. Actually, they, makes perfect sense. They've got the goods on his family. Well, let's uh, yeah. try to return to the, as you have, yes. to the world of the more normal. Um, yes. Where, where'd you go? Where'd you go to college? I'm always interested in that. What was your fields of study? What uh, what kind of things did you enjoy doing? Yeah. So I actually went to Pepperdine University, oh. which is a very good, school. fantastic school. Yeah. I studied child development because at that point in my life, actually, I was very interested in politics at that stage of my life, which is interesting because. Now I wish that I would have been a political science major, but I all I could think was that I really felt like it was best to be a stay-at-home mom and that I didn't want my kids, as you can imagine, to be in preschool or to be taken care of by someone else. And so, so you know, I started dating my husband when we were 17 years old and uh, we were going to get married young. And all I could think was, you know, what could I study that would make me a better mom, help me as a mom? So I studied child development, which, you know, is, it's it's reasonably good training for all of what you do in life. Cause it's mostly psychology. So, you know, that, that was fine. But in hindsight, I would say, I wish I would have done political science or maybe journalist journalism or you know, some, even theology. There's a lot of things that I'm much more interested in than child development. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how much political science helps uh, in the real world, uh, even in the real world of, of politics or uh, that, uh, you know, although, you know, cause you know, when you study childhood development, I mean, we all know we meet a lot of people who are acting like children. So actually, that really could be <laughs> a very useful. Greg uh, said you were you were a life coach. It sounds like child psychology might be a perfect lead into becoming a life coach for people who need a life. I mean, maybe this is my impression, but it seems like people who need a life coach might have uh, suffered some form of arrested development along the way. Absolutely. How did you get yeah, into well, that? How did you get into that? Yeah. So when I was a kid, as you can imagine, I had some, some trauma that was causing problems in my life and causing mostly anxiety, pretty intense anxiety. And so uh, my dad would get cassette tapes of Zig Ziglar and then Tony Robbins and others. But those are the main two that I remember listening to. And he would play the cassette tapes for me like during nap time. And then, you know, bedtime, we'd put on the cassette tapes and I'd listen. And 
I got a lot of help from that kind of stuff. A lot of the, like how to overcome obstacles, you know, mentally, how to deal with emotional issues as a little kid, I'm talking like five and six years old. I was listening, putting my headphones on, listening to the life coaches of the day, you know, in the late seventies and early, early eighties. And so I think I just really liked how, how their, their information, their guidance was so helpful to me. And I wanted to be able to help other people and I'd overcome so much in my own life that I felt like I had something to contribute, something to maybe offer other people who were also struggling. So that's how I got into that. Let's take a pause here. We're going to hear from our sponsor for you this half of Unite IE Radio. And then in our next segment, we're going to jump into your Secretary of State race and what you're trying to accomplish with that. After this word from Ed Hoffman of Planet Home Lending, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into the, one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, and ranking close behind the private citizen is, of course, your friendly neighborhood radio talk show host. And we're <laughs> pleased to help out. We're visiting today, my, my co-host this week is uh, Doug Hauser, and we're visiting with Secretary of State candidate Rachel Ham with two M's, and you can uh, find her on the, on the internet at Rachel Ham for SOS, as I recall. Dot com. It's just rachelhamsos.com. And let's open up. We're going to listen to her, uh, her, 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 her campaign commercial. This is a fraud on the American public. A woman accused of filling out her dead mother's ballot. Police are now dealing with what they believe were instances of mail theft where ballots were swiped in the process. A new investigation has found hundreds of thousands of questionable ballots sent to L.A. County voters. Thousands of ballots stolen and cast fraudulently in the last election. But California's liberal politicians won't pass voter ID, even though an overwhelming amount of voters support it. California, it's time for something different. They're afraid of the Rachel Hams of the world. I am back in there to run for secretary. <laughs> My name is Rachel Ham. I'm a wife and a mother. That's always been my highest calling. I'm also an author a life coach, and influencer. Best-selling author, Rachel Hand. She's the host of The Rachel Hand Show. I have built my life and career on telling hard truths. That's why I'm running for Secretary of State. This is what I'll do as your Secretary of State. Require voter ID, bring back paper ballots, eliminate mail-in ballots while keeping traditional absentee ballots, bring back single-day voting, aggressive voter roll cleanup, unfettered watch reforms, and a 2020 election audit if those currently in power don't have the integrity to do one. Californians deserve to know that their elections were and are free and fair. I think we all recognize the vital importance of having honest elections and elections that are perceived as honest. I mean, maybe your side loses, maybe your candidate loses, and no one likes that, especially if you think the differences between the candidates are huge, and they now, and they now can be. Donald Trump versus Brandon, or whoever's, whoever's actually controlling Brandon. Open borders versus closed borders. But at least if you think it was an honest election. And the other side just got more votes than we did. Well, that's how representative democracy works. 
But when we see what happened in the 2020 election nationwide, where it's clear and obvious that it was fraudulent and the evidence just keeps mounting up and Dinesh D'Souza is coming out with a movie later this spring about how they've they videoed and they've tracked a couple of thousand of people in Georgia who were illegally harvesting ballots and then dropping them into the Zuckerberg drop boxes placed around there and they would have to take a picture, a selfie with their ballots in order to get paid for that. And that's just one little element of there, what, what Biden slipped up and said is the most comprehensive and inclusive voter fraud operation in U.S. history. So here in California, of course, it's quite, you know, is that uh, when I can walk into a, a polling place and say I'm Rachel Ham, and they will give me a ballot for you if you have not already voted, there's no election integrity in California. So it's a vital issue. Question is, what can we do about it? And I, you, have, you have a great agenda. So the first, my first question from your looking at your agenda is how much of that, assuming you were elected, could you implement as, a, as the Secretary of State versus requiring changes in California election laws, such as the law they just passed and signed that we will be permanent vote by mail, sending scatter ma- ballots to the mail to every registered voter in California? Yeah, it's unfortunate that a lot of those things would have to go through the legislature. But like right now, our current secretary of state is advocating to the legislature to take away our ability to recall elected officials. Did you know that? She, no. I was there. I went to the Sacramento, Sacramento meeting where she was presenting her information and she said, we must make it illegal for Californians to be able to recall anyone in office. And her reason was that it was too expensive, too time consuming, and just too much of a burden on her and her office. Oh, and wow. So, <laughs> wow. How dare yeah. we ask that she do her job? <laughs> I know. And, you know, she hasn't even done her job. She's had the office closed because it's been too dangerous because of COVID. They just recently opened. They've been closed most of the time she's been in office. Let's remember and that. And has in, most of her staff. Let's remember that in New York, they do not have the ability to recall at least the governor. And uh, Mario Cuomo, Mario Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo hung on, you know, week after week after week in the face of what everybody knew was corruption and and uh, misbehavior uh, because they had no mechanism to do it. He eventually was forced out, but he could still be hanging on today if he had felt like just fighting it out to the bitter end. So it's a necessary mechanism. Yeah. But but I would say one thing that I can do from day one is audit the machines because I've already seen the proof that they're hackable. Um, in fact, I've, I mean, I have a friend who hacked one you know, and showed me how to do it. So I know for sure that the machines we are using in California are absolutely corruptible and we need to remove them. So what I can do as Secretary of State is immediately say I want an audit on all the machines. I need a forensic audit, I should say, on all the machines. So if we can immediately prove that that is not a viable way to cast votes or count votes, then that's a great start towards an honest election. But then the mail-in balloting stuff, that I mean, we have to reverse that. That's a a huge vulnerability to our system. And then also, like voter ID, it's common sense. It's something that the majority of people want, both left and right. And so I, I really I honestly plan on fighting like hell for that. It, it, it also seems it also seems to me that uh, the cleaning up of the voter rolls, which has been, I believe, court mandated a couple of times and still hasn't yeah. happened, um, at least yeah. in several counties. Um, if you could really do that. And is that within the purview of the secretary of state to do that without the legislature? If you could do that, it yeah. would at least help to minimize to some degree the effects of the massive mailings. You'd have fewer mailings going out, obviously, if you clean up the rolls and, and uh, things yeah, of that we nature. Have it it up a bit. We have 1.8 million extra people on our voter rolls in California, and 1.2 million of those people are just in L.A. County. It hmm. really looks like L.A. County is kind of the the specialty hub for voter fraud, if you will. Uh, they even use their own machines that they themselves created. And um, so, yeah, 1.8 million people. And that was as of the November 2020 election. I can only imagine how many it is now that need to be removed because of how many people have left the state. So, yes, that is something luckily I I can do. Although there there is a national voter registration law that needs to be changed also. And that it's national. It's not, you know, it's not a state law. 
uh, that makes it very difficult to clean up voter rolls. And Mm -hmm. so that's something that I also want to advocate for on a national level is getting rid of that law because it ties everyone's hands and makes it where you have to go through a very difficult process to get someone off the voter roll when I think it should be the opposite. I think you should have to uh, work to vote. Like it's a privilege. It's not like, oh, let's make this, let's dumb this down and make this as easy as possible. And in fact, we'll bring the ballot to you here. We'll sign it for you. You know, it's like, no, no. It's a privilege. I I very much agree with you about L.A. County. My wife and I were involved with the Institute for Fair Elections, um, where they had a project where uh, they had created computer lists of residences, supposed residences, that had 12 or more people with different last names all registered to the same address. And uh, some of them, and we were supposed to go on the computer and check out these addresses, and some of them were definitely legit. They were apartment buildings or, you know, residential care facilities Mm -hmm. or things like that. But occasionally you'd come across, you know, an empty lot or a florist shop or the the registrar voter's office, you know, which is illegal to have anybody. Or sometimes it was a small house, you know, and you could imagine that there were serial people had lived there. People lived there and registered to vote, and then they moved out and other people, other people, but they're still all registered to vote at that address. And when mm-hmm. when our particular thing went from San Bernardino County to L.A. County, all of a sudden the percentage of bad looking ones increased dramatically, dramatically. We were coming across of, you know, every 10, maybe one or two looked suspicious. All of a sudden, seven out of 10 were actually very suspicious looking. So you're, you're absolutely right about L.A. County being sort of the epicenter of this massive potential fraud. And there's a lawsuit that uh, the election integrity project brought and supposedly got a settlement, but I think their enforcement provisions were were weak. So supposedly the secretary of state and certain counties, including LA, were were going to comply with another federal law that requires them to clean up the voter rolls. And after, if someone's, if a voter has been inactive for a certain period of time, but they haven't done it. Back to my question is, is that something, the cleaning up of the rolls, is that something that the Secretary of State can do uh, unilaterally, or does that also require the legislature to do something about it? It doesn't require the legislature, but it does require uh, cooperation with the registrars, the county registrars. Mm. But in my experience, the majority of the county registrars are doing a good job and are, and are really honestly very, you know, um, hardworking, low-paid positions. You know, it's people who are, are just, um, I don't know. I don't think that's the concentration of our problem, if you will. I think most registrars are generally, generally trying to do the best they can. Can, can you, can you so. put your finger on what is the, in, in some sort of specific terms, what is the origin of this problem? I, I believe it probably uh, predates um, Gruesome Newsome himself, you know, so I don't want to put it at, at his oh, yeah. feet. Mm-hmm. So what is the origin? Was it just carelessness that they let the roles just go and go? Or was there a deliberate plan that we're going to let this accumulate and then at a certain point we'll send them all, you know, uh, mail-in ballots or something like that? What what happened? And you got 90 seconds before we need to, t- we have a hard break, but we can continue this in, in our second half. Okay. Um, the problem started about 20 years ago. That's really when California began setting up the systems that made it easy to cheat. In fact, Alex Padilla, who was the Secretary of State overseeing the 2020 election, said he was very proud of the national 2020 election because California had shown the rest of the country how to do it. And that finally for this election, the whole country was doing what California had done for 20 years. Okay, it's the time for a break. And we have have a little more time, but we will continue our discussion with Rachel Hamm in our our second half and not only election integrity and her race for Secretary of State, but other important developments uh, in the week in the eternal battle for freedom versus tyranny. Stay tuned for the exciting second half. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into the, one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interests, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. 
That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And here at Unite, i.e. Radio, we are the number one political talk show in our market, in our time slot. And we have worked very hard to achieve that, to achieve that success. My co-host this week is Doug Hauser with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Californians for School Choice. We're going to talk about that vital initiative. And our guest this week is Rachel Ham, who is running for Secretary of State, and her website is Rachel Ham with two M's SOS dot com. And we talked about in our previous segment the importance of election integrity and its absence in uh, California, where if I wanted to, I could walk into a polling place and say I am Rachel Ham, and they will give me her ballot unless she's already voted. And when she goes to vote, they'll, she'll be told, "Sorry, you've already voted." They let her vote provisionally, but her vote will not count because she will have already voted. And the uh, Democrats, uh, every time the Election Integrity Project finds an issue, the Democrats just change the law to legalize what the, <laughs> the problem that the EIP people found. So we appreciate her running for Secretary of State and her agenda, which is a great agenda, voter ID, as well as paper ballots, election day, not election month, not election season. And it was something that you can you can verify the vote because if you don't if the people do not believe it's an honest election the republic will fall and it will become a dictatorship or the we will degenerate into civil war because we you can't tolerate you can tolerate losing if you think it's an honest election. Okay, we just got to try harder next time, find a better candidate, maybe change our our platform a little bit. But if it's a corrupt and rigged election, then your only recourse is either submit to the tyranny or fight back. So we appreciate Rachel Ham stepping up to run for this vital office because running for, running for office is no fun, as you mentioned before. So let's start there. What is running for office like? Yeah, well, first of all, I've never run before. So every single thing I'm doing, I'm having to learn how to do and then do it. So that's interesting, um, quite the learning curve, but I'm a quick learner. So I, you know, I'm willing to, to give it a shot. It consists a lot of, of traveling and speaking to small groups, home groups, big groups, churches, uh, shaking a lot of hands, listening mostly. I think probably the, the thing that takes the most amount of my time is just listening to people just listening to what's on their hearts, what they're, uh, what they're afraid of right now. I think there's a lot of fear, their concerns, their anger, a lot of anger for sure. Oh my goodness. So much anger. In fact, I think that um, you mentioning the civil war thing, uh, I think it's, we're in a little window right now, like this little window where we've got to get this issue fixed. And if we don't, it's not going to be good, you know? But I mean, with the elections, because the majority of people at this point do not believe we have honest elections. The, the, the percentage, so according to Rasmussen, the percentage, according to Rasmussen, that believe that the election affected the, the fraud affected the outcome of the 2020 presidential election keeps inching up. The last number was 58 percent, including wow. 20, 20 to 30 percent of Democrats believe yeah. that and 75 percent plus of Republicans. And that's despite the gaslighting denials by the mainstream media, the entire Democrat Party, of course, and most of the Republican Party. 
have joined in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Brandon was elected totally fairly, fair and square. Never mind the video and pictures of people doing illegal ballot harvesting in Georgia. Never mind them. I mean, the, the evidence is so overwhelming. Just one example. Yeah, yeah. Right. Counters being yeah. uh, one example. To give you one example. In Georgia, they lied and said there was a, in Fulton County, Democrat cent, Democrat Central, we have a water main break. We have to stop counting. Everybody go home. And after the media and the observers and most of the election workers went home, the remaining loyal, most loyal Democrats pulled out con, uh, huge containers of ballots hidden under the tables and counted them with no one watching. Yeah. If they weren't going to cheat, why would they do that? Right. And you have in Philadelphia also where they actually put up coverings on the windows so that the observers couldn't observe anything. And again, there's film of that happening. What was the purpose? What was the excuse? That's never been sufficiently explained uh, what went on there. So, yeah, just just terrible. I agree. That happened in multiple places. And in Pennsylvania, they actually had more ballots returned then were sent out. Yeah. They also had ballots, in, in, according to the records in Pennsylvania, that were re- returned before they were mailed, which leads <laughs> to, that fa- to that famous limerick, there once was a ballot named Bright who could travel faster than light. It was mailed one day in a Democrat way and returned the previous night. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I love it. Because it's true, because it's stupid, honestly. I mean, it's stupid how much evidence there is of, of the fraud. And, you know, the Democrats were the ones saying this before. Have you guys seen the Kill Chain documentary on HBO? No. I haven't seen that, but I, I've seen the videos of Democrats. Come, oh, they, we can't trust these Dominion machines. Yeah. So the Kill Chain documentary is just a series of liberal people talking about how corruptible the election system is so they made our argument for us and then they turned and said you know no this was the most secure election in u.s history just like mm-hmm. chuck schumer well when uh, when the republicans are the majority changing the filibuster was doomsday for democracy yep. <laughs> and then, yep. then, then now he's in the majority and it becomes we we have to do this to save our democracy Right. And a lot of issues are like that. I mean, you could if you look back 10 or 15 years, they were all for border security. You can't have a country without borders. Bill Clinton said, uh, you know, and and you can find all of them. Hillary all talking about border security. And now to uh, even talk about border security is the greatest human rights violation in the history of the world. To even Mm -hmm. think of the idea of keeping people out who want to come in. And voter ID that that you're that you're for. In Europe, every country, all the European Union countries except uh, Great Britain require voter ID. And according to the article I read last year, in Great Britain, they were were going to submit a law to require it there. Um, 74% uh, do not allow uh, ballots by mail. And the remainder have very strict controls on that. Right. The ballots by mail should be for people who need absentee ballots, people yeah. who are actually out of the country, people who have medical condition, they're shut in. I mean, we could we could delineate who that is. It's going to be very, very few people out of the total population. Mexico Every- requires voter ID. India requires voter ID. If, if you can't get up off your couch and go to the polling place to vote, then you shouldn't vote. I mean, that's that's what it amounts to. You know, if, if, yeah. if that's too much effort for you. But here it's racist. <laughs> it's so stupid. I mean, it's just, it's such a, it's really an unintelligent argument to say that it's racist. It's like, it shows how they, they literally have no arguments. Like, well, let's just say it's racist. Right. You know, because I talked to General Michael Flynn, who has endorsed me, and, and he was telling me how he set up elections in the Middle East when he was, when he was working over there. And they, they were more honest than our elections. They, they're more secure right. than our elections in the Middle East, in the middle of war zones, you know, Afghanistan, Iraq, these places that we think of as being so third world. They have more honest elections. Well, part of it is that simplicity uh, of your system mm-hmm. will bring more transparency. I remember when the, the Iraqi people were dipping their finger in the blue yeah. dye. That at least yeah. guaranteed you couldn't vote more than once. You know, I mean, exactly. So, I mean, it was simple there. And we we know that within our system, people are caught all the time voting multiple times. So, yeah, there, there's a certain elegance to simplicity. Let me also bring up a, a, a related question, not exactly the same, but here in California, I understand, I've seen this several times, that half of the evangelical Christian population are not even registered to vote. And of those who are registered to vote, only about half vote. And when you add up 
how many millions of people that is, that's enough to turn the state into a red state from a blue state. Now, does the Secretary of State have anything to do with uh, getting voters registered? Is is that within the purview or is that, uh, you know, up to the parties and volunteers and things like that? Um, well, I mean, certainly there is a connection to the Secretary of State, but generally that's done more on the local level and anyone can do it. You can say, I want to register people to vote and you can go and get get the registration. I did it. I did it for years in my 20s. I would register. I would sit outside of a Target and, you know, get people registered to vote. With those kind so of- anyone can do it. With those kind of numbers, I would think that that should be a major focus of the GOP in California or perhaps even of the Libertarian Party. I don't know. Maybe those evangelical people, you know, lean to libertarian, keep the keep the government out of my everything. Um, But you'd think somebody would be out there saying you've got to register to vote. The reason we're part of the reason we're in this fix is too many people not voting. You know, good citizens, honest, hardworking people, they've got to, you know, express their morality through their vote. Absolutely. I think that pastors need to do that, actually, because pastors is that's they have a lot of influence over their their flock, if you will. And that's who should be setting up registration tables and getting people registered to vote. And pastors have shown themselves to be largely very disappointing over the last couple of years, especially where they closed their churches and were cowards. And I don't have a lot of nice things to say about a lot of the California pastors. There are some fantastic ones. So let me make that clear. There are some fantastic ones that are doing a great job and I appreciate them, but a lot of them have kind of shown who they are. I would have to say that that, uh, with uh, trying to collect signatures for the school choice initiative, we are running into Mm -hmm. that same problem. There are some pastors that are very, very enthusiastic and really want to be involved and also a huge number that say, this is politics, this is politics, even though the issue is a totally nonpartisan issue to improve education for every child in the state is as nonpartisan as you can get. But um, so many well, of also, them are just very low to it, touch it. Donald Trump changed the the Johnson uh, amendment and he, I mean, he, they have more freedom now than they've ever had, but they don't want it. That's what's interesting. Mm. He actually said he was shocked at how he was he was announcing to this room of pastors that they now had the freedom to basically talk about whatever they wanted to talk about. And there wasn't even an applause. And he said, like, what? I, I, you should love me. Well, why? Why did they not applaud? Because they don't want to have the freedom to talk about whatever they can talk, want to talk about, because then they have some sort of obligation to. And then someone might not like them or give them money. There's a lot of corruption. Honestly, we have big government. We also have big church. It's very similar to big government. And I have probably the harshest words that I could have would be about those those situations. Let's take, a, let's take <laughs> a pause here and hear from our sponsor for this half of Unite, i.e. Radio All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My co-host this week is Doug Hauser from Redlands Tea Party Patriots and Californians for School Choice. And we're visiting with Rachel Hamm, uh, candidate for Secretary of State. And you can find more about her at Rachel Hamm with two M's, S-O-S dot com. One more point on election integrity, and I think this is, is an important point, is that if we overstate to our people it's all corrupt and rigged is then people our side may not get out and vote Mm. is that there are limits to their vote fraud. And we can see that even here in California, which is, has a very vote friendly election system, vote fraud friendly election system is in 2020. There were two initiatives among others is proposition 15, which was the big tax increase pushed by the unions, particularly the teacher union, 
and Proposition 16, which would have repealed Proposition 209 that prohibited racial and gender and other preferences or discrimination by any government agency. And they lost on both of those statewide initiatives, plus the Republicans picked up, I think, four of the congressional seats that they had lost in 2018. So it's important to remember, I mean, election integrity is vital, but there are limits to it. So it does does not mean don't bother to vote. Don't bother to get involved. Just the opposite is we need to turn out. Look at what just happened in San Francisco. If you'd said it was going to be 70% or 75% to 25%, Almost everybody would have said, well, they're going to be not recalled 75 to 25. And you're referring to the, they the just school recalled board. three school board members from the right, San Francisco right. Communist School Board. Yeah, exactly. Who, who would have thought that that would be so overwhelming? They can't cheat their way out of that kind of those kind of numbers. Right. Yeah, I'm actually very encouraged by what happened in San Francisco because I think it's very telling about how much the tide has turned. And there's also some polling that was done post and pre and Pre and mid COVID. So pre COVID, they did a poll and 68% of Californians said they considered themselves to be moderate left leaning. And that same poll was done about six months ago. And it was almost the same exact percentage said they now considered themselves to be moderate right leaning. There's been a big shift because of how much the liberal policies have destroyed our state. And Greg, that's a great point about voting because. I actually talked to some of the people in Virginia to say, okay, how did you do what you did? They swept the state, right? You know, I'm talking about with the election and I mean, they filled all these positions. It's fantastic. One of the things they said was they encouraged people to vote early and encouraged voting in general, like please vote. So, so what we know for sure is a blank vote is the easiest to steal. So if you are registered to vote and you don't vote or you you vote late, it's possible someone already voted in your name. Or if you don't vote at all, that's just a a vote that's left open for a corrupt secretary of state or a corrupt registrar or a corrupt anybody who is even able to hack the machines or whatever to steal that vote. So the most important thing we can do to help secure our election is actually vote as ironic as that sounds so i'm glad you brought that up greg it's a huge problem there was a lot of apathy with the recall election and i think it was because people didn't believe that we had an honest election but what they need to know is in order to turn this around we can't leave any blank votes you and, must and you're saying and specifically early. because this this was like a little bit controversial last time whether it was better to vote early or to wait to right. election day and vote in person either by bringing your ballot it in it still person. is controversial but you're but you're yeah. saying it is better to vote early people disagree with me on this okay mm. i'm telling you that when i talked to the virginians and when the, who came up with the strategy to take the state back They said they encouraged people to vote early to get that vote on record. So then when someone came in and tried to put in a fake ballot or vote in their name, there was already a vote registered. Okay. And there was also a a grassroots, well-organized campaign to try to secure the election. Tea Party Patriots National was part of that, as as well as other conservative groups were part of this grassroots organizing this to get people to observe the polling booth and observe the counting and do everything possible to ensure the honesty of that election. Um, Every week, and we need to, we need to, we need to, we could talk about election integrity for a whole nother show, (laughs) but we, we always want to talk about the importance of school choice. And we we talked about the recall of the school board members in in California. in the government-run schools, not, they're being dumbed down. They're being taught to hate the country. They're t- being taught to judge and treat other people based on the color of their skin with this critical race theory, uh, the triple X sex education. So essentially, you, you mentioned very early that you had been you had been sent to a satanic preschool. Well, they're pretty close to that. In fact, they're in one district here in California. They're teaching if somebody disagrees with you about this critical race theory, cast a spell on them. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it's, you know, the, the, the ethnic study, it, it's, it's, it is getting our children out of the government-run schools is a national survival issue, and the only way to do it on large scale is with school choice, and that 
puts us back into Doug's bailiwick. So tell us uh, quickly here, what are the key elements of the Educational Freedom Act initiative? Okay. Uh, first of all, you can see the entire initiative and download it to fill out at uh, CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. And it's a very simple, elegant proposal that we find, I believe, has better, when people hear it explain, has better than 95% approval. That's my experience. Uh, no, so this transcends party, transcends race, transcends economic status. Basically, it is it creates a purely optional system where any parent who wishes to can create an education savings account for their child. They can put their own money into it, but they're not required to. They will be entitled to their share of Prop 98 funds for K-12 through education. So there is no tax increase. It is the same money that the government is currently collecting and spending on K-12, through but now each parent will be entitled to their child's share. They have a property right to that money, so the state cannot seize it for pensions or infrastructure, but they can't spend it on anything. They can only spend it to send the child to an accredited school. That could be a private school, that could be a parochial or church school, or if they file the paperwork, they can be a homeschooler. Next year, that amount of money, that share for each child will be $14,000, and our research shows that that is more than approximately 70% of the private schools in California charge. So this will enable the poorest person in California to be able to send her child to a private school if she chooses. And the real beauty of the plan, which I don't know if it's copied in any other state, is that this is not a voucher. This is a savings account. Whatever is not spent out of the account remains in that child's account. It accumulates year after year after year. When the child graduates, that money is available for their college fund or can be used for any accredited vocational or trade school. Those benefits stay available to them until they are 30 years old. So we can afford to send every child to a private school in this state and give them a college fund as well and do it with absolutely no tax increase that's the plan it the the initiative is full of protections for the private schools, so the state cannot dictate curriculum or hiring and firing policies or put excessive auditing requirements or excessive testing requirements etc etc upon them and it's open to any parent any parent who doesn't want to participate doesn't have to participate you can if what's happening for your kid now is great and you don't want to change it you just don't do anything that's the plan what we would like is for everybody to go to our website cal CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. You can download and print out the petition. It comes, it's an, uh, it'll print out on an eight and a half by 11 sheet. It'll be about six pages. So you immediately staple it together because it has to be in order and it'll be printed out in order. And the last two pages are the signature pages. They, you can get 14 signatures per uh, initiative. We encourage everybody to do so. Just go, download it. Get your family. Get your nearby neighbors. When people hear this plan, they are in favor of it. They are they support it. Uh, we got to get this on the ballot. We're I don't. It's not clear how many signatures we've already collected. We're maybe about a third of the way to a million. So you know we need to increase the pace a little bit, and that has been happening lately. Um, we encourage not only for everybody to you know fill out a petition, but to get somebody else to get one of the people who filled out. The, who signed the petition, get them to fill out a petition or two people and we can multiply our effort. This is absolutely doable. Uh, You know, like I say, when people hear this plan, they immediately go, what a great idea. Why didn't they do this 20 years ago is the number one response I get. And most of the time I have no idea whether I'm talking to Democrats, Republicans, independents, whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. It turns out everybody wants their kids to get a good education, and this is the way to do it without just pumping more and more money into a a, a clearly failing system. Sad to say, like I say, I would much rather be finishing my novel that I've got about three chapters to go on than doing this, but I feel this is absolutely one of the most urgent issues facing our state and our country, our kids, you know, absolutely vital to the future, obviously. And so I want everybody to go to CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org and download the petition, fill it out, and send it in to the uh, the address that's at the bottom. Just put it in an envelope. You can fold it up and, and mail it in. And you can also share the link. Through email, through your email contacts. What email contacts? What could be easier than that? And it's very important that you follow the instructions carefully because those petitions do need to be filled out correctly. There are instructions on the website, so please, in this case, you really do have to follow, the, read the instructions uh, to make sure your signatures will count. Uh, got one minute left here. Let's turn it back to uh, to Rachel. I presume that you are a supporter of school choice. 
I am a huge supporter of school choice. Absolutely. I think it's crucial. And I hope that you, as you travel around the state, you will encourage people at your at your presentations to uh, make sure they sign the petition. And maybe I, I do better than that. I, I bring petitions with me and have people sign it. Excellent. Yeah. Terrific. And you also have an event coming up in our area. Yes, I do. Tell us about that. You get 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> let me pull it up real quick. Um, March 26th, I believe it is. Let me get the info here. March 26th at 4 p.m. at the Refuge Church in Rancho Cucamonga. 4 p.m. at so the Refuge be, Church? Yeah. yeah uh, Dr. Laura and uh, Charmaine, a little shout out to them. They're amazing. And they're hosting an event for me there. And so if you want to come out and meet me and we can talk about how we're going to change the state of California, how we're going to take it back from the hands of communists then come and join us. So enough about the Democrat Party. And you can, again, you can reach Rachel through her website at rachelham2mssos.com. Thank you, Rachel, for being on the show. Thank you, Doug. Tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision, 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interests, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.